Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Lisa O'Sullivan here to introduce the next episode of Spin the Rally Pod here on Dirtfish.com. Now, this is a two-hander, as they say in the trade. Let me paint you something of a picture. Why not think of Thelma and Louise heading out on the Italian roads? Because Dirtfish.com senior staff writer David Evans and the voice of Rally himself, Colin Clark, have been let loose to take in the resumption of the rallying action in Italy. After 12 days on the road taking in the Rally di Roma Capitale and the Rally di Alba, they've taken some time to sit down and relive the action that they've enjoyed over in Italy. Now, I need to apologise on David's behalf for some rather appalling microphone handling issues at the beginning. Bad boy, David. And uh, I also need to warn you that they have threatened to sing in the podcast. So be ready to hit that stop button when you need to. Are we recording now? David. Are we? Yes. Should I put some Italian music on? Shall I? But what would happen is that... Can I put some... What was that thing we were listening to? I have some Italian music. I can't do it because that... Forget it. Forget it. Should we sing? No, we'll definitely not sing. There's been a bit of singing this week, though, hasn't there? Ah, oh, there has. A little bit too much singing, perhaps. Too, too much yeah. singing. Quite tired now as well. It's been a long... Are we actually recording now? We aren't recording, David. We have been for the last minute or two, yeah. Oh. Right, well, so we'll... it's podcast. David, we did... We did. David, we got to apologise, haven't we, for missing a week's podcast. Really yeah, very, That was very, your job. It was my job, but, but <clears> you know, we have been quite ridiculously busy. We have. But in the best possible way. The best possible way. Absolutely the best possible way. You know, for... <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. you including your throat, David. I should have done that before. All right, that. shut up. Um, since March, we have done nothing in yeah. terms of competing on events or following competition on events. And then suddenly, two rallies in two weeks. That's been pretty epic, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was back to rallying, wasn't it? So mm. let's, let's just uh, let the listeners know where we've been. The first rally we went to... Uh, Don't was... say it in that really ridiculous fashion... Rally de Roma. <laughs> on, Capitale. Oh, God, that's one very thin. Rally de Roma oh, Capitale. So Rally de Roma Capitale. It was, it was the first, and, and this is quite remarkable, it was the first major rally, the first international rally uh, that we've seen really since Rally Mexico. You absolutely look quite ridiculous. You can't wear a headset. You were never going to be in the Navy or the, the RAF or anything. You want to look at yourself. Well, you might have just about Stupid. managed the call centre for, I don't know, BT or something like that. Yeah. So, indeed, we went to Rome first. Rome. 
We did. We went just to, to recap. So it was the first round. Of, and what did we work out? We worked out, didn't we? 134 days or 132. something? 132. 132 days since the final day. That was the Saturday at Rally Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Um, without any international rallying. And then we were back. And, you know, it, it did look a little different, didn't it? You know, certainly from our point of view as media people, it looked a little bit different. It was but around the, the ERC. Yeah. In fairness, you know, before we had gone there, there was a huge amount of form filling, uh, passport numbers, you know, the whole nine yards. We had to be in touch with Matteo, the fabulous uh, press officer at Rally di Roma Capitale. Um, Rally and di Roma no, 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 Capitale. No, no, no. We will fall Capitale. out. <laughs> I'm loving the Italian. I really am. I uh, yeah, there was a lot Italian. of form filling. There was a lot of bureaucracy to go through. Yes. And at times it was very tedious. tedious. But then how would, why was it tedious for you? I did it for all three of us. You did nothing. You literally rocked up <laughs> and took the pages out of my hand. Uh, so it, it was, there was a lot of form filling. It was entirely worthwhile because when we got there, you know, we walked into, into Rally HQ to get our, um, our accreditation and there was numerous checks uh, mm. to go through before. You know, it wasn't quite as stringent as it, as it clearly is in Formula One. That's something that I do have a little bit of an issue with, that, you know, if, if you've got to be that stringent, in international motorsport in Formula One, it goes back to Appendix S, doesn't it? You know, if we either embrace yeah. it or we don't. We no, I, let me tell you, I, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Well, you're wrong then. No, I'm not. I'm not. Wrong. Okay, maybe I am wrong. He's been wrong for but 12 But the standards days. that you set in terms of, uh, you know, for football, for example, for returning to competitive football, returning to football with crowds for a Premier League game will be quite different. And, and it has to be if you want if you want to see everything return at all levels. You can, no, hang on, let me finish. You cannot expect Sunday League football, and I'm not comparing ERC, uh, you know, ERC and, like and Formula One road. and Sunday League and mm. and Premier League. But you know, you, you do have different levels for it's it, it, it economically it has to be viable. Right. So you're essentially prioritising an economic issue over the health well, issue. Me, I think your point, your point you were going to make, you didn't make, you missed well, out when was, was, there was no testing. No, I did allow you There to. wasn't any testing. And that's my point is but, that... But, but is what that, is no, the testing bill for Formula One? It's enormous, but that's not the point, Colin. You are either taking coronavirus completely seriously, doing all you can to protect all of the people in the big bubble that is either all Formula One... All you can is the sentence. Don't interrupt. Or international rallying. We're not. We're, we're doing a bit. We're doing we not. A we're doing all we can. No, we're not. Why aren't we testing then? Because we don't have a million pounds per event. So to therefore, spend. we shouldn't be going. We're well, not there, doing. There is the choice you have. <sighs> but it's not our choice to make. It's the governing body's choice to make. Surely the FAA should be saying, if this is the way we do it with Formula One, WRC international rally media personnel, everybody in the service box is just as valuable. Their lives mean just as much. Therefore, that is what we have to do in international rallying. You can't say. These people are more important. They have to be tested more than these people. It's you know, to me, that is a bit of a nonsense. Um, no, I, I don't think it's saying anyone's more important than well, anyone no, else. Yeah, but I by inference, of course perhaps, they are. Perhaps there is over oversensitivity and overregulation in certain no, elements. No, because that's the clearest, most defined way to contain the pandemic, the virus, isn't it? You know, oh, you can, of course it is, because you continually test people. You and I could have been running around for two weeks with coronavirus. There aren't many work environments that I know where you're being tested every day before, every two days or every three days But that's what work. they're doing in Formula 1, so why aren't they doing it in WRC? And, and My point, maybe they've gone a little bit over I the top in Formula 1. 
Right, let's park this discussion. We have got far more interesting things to discuss than coronavirus testing. You always do this. You always do this. When, when you don't agree with me, you're you wrong. just want to park it. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm doing it for your benefit because you're oh. wrong and we'll just move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> he did, if people... Anyway, let's get back to Rome and and the, the back to rallying. I thought yeah. it was great. I thought it was a great success. I, you know, I, I they thought, did well. Yeah, they I did very, Rome, very well. I think Rome did well. I think I think uh, Rome was we have quiet, to say Bruno Bruno Di Pianto. Rome, who, Rome was quiet. Rome was, was quiet. quiet. Rome. Nobody well, it, there. Italy was quiet. In nobody terms here. of the actual, you know, tourists. Yeah, nobody here. It was remarkable. Very no. very sad. Really very sad. Very sad. But the the rally itself. Uh, Good. Yeah, we done. Have we not? Oh no, we didn't do a podcast, did we? You just said we that we didn't. Motorsport Italia did a great job of putting that event on. And, you know, it was a really pretty good entry list at the end of the day. It was wasn't a great it? entry list. You know, um, we had World Rally Cars. We had people like uh, Young Solberg. We had Breen. Mm. And then we had the support act of, of the likes of Luke and Nuke and the others. Mm. Um, and it was... Um, what was it? I it mean, was entertaining. One of my issues, though, Colt, is, you know, it's been a while since I've been to an ERC round. What was the depth of the ERC entry? You know, the likes of Basso, Crognola, these kind of guys. Are they going to do... No, no, no. Basso, Crognola, you know, are locals. Italian are good locals, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. No, they're not just good. They're very good locals. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. But they are probably focused there on the Italian championship. 100%. There. And this is the perennial question of who is doing ERC? Where is the depth uh, in that championship? Um, you know, I mean, that Rome, the event, the organisers of the event did a blinding job. It was a great rally, worthy of... Uh, European Rally Championship status, but I still would like to know the general sort of direction. You know, we need to talk more about ERC. We need to talk to the organisers of the championship. I don't understand where it goes, and I don't. I'd love to talk Didn't more. Didn't talk to us in Rome, did they? They weren't very. I'm keen. still waiting for a response to a question I asked. Uh, them. Really, yeah. a really pertinent question. It was jolly pertinent question. Never no, got still, still waiting. But it, maybe it's not. You know, we should talk to Jerome Roussel. Fabulous. And see whether it's working. See whether it's working because yeah. there was this very much this. Just to say, Jerome Roussel is the man who overarches, looks after all of the FI regional championships. Yeah. He, my point, just to make it very quickly before you come back, is that we need to know where do all of these regional championships fit in? Are they feeder series? Are they standalone to Which WRC? Is, well, feeder series is what it's supposed to be about. Isn't mm. it supposed to be part of this ladder of opportunity? You start your juniors in the junior ERC. Mm. Um, you know, they move and progress into the senior ERC and from there, supposedly, into WRC. But that's not what we're seeing. No, We're not. not seeing that. We saw, we definitely saw that. And I hark back to this because I, I enjoyed the IRC and there was some great, but it was a different different setup. It was a different yeah. model entirely. But in the IRC days, you, you, you wouldn't have to argue that it was a feeder series for the WRC because it was patently obvious. Mm. They, they, they were... Uh, you know, certainly in the two or three years, in the two or three best years of the IRC, you know, we had the likes of Neville, we had yeah. Mickelson, we had yeah. many other drivers feeding through into the WRC. And, you know, when they scrapped that and tried to revive the ERC, there was a very clear raison d'etre. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure that as yet that they're, they're, they're winning. And I'll tell you why I don't think they're winning. Because I don't think the drivers and young drivers, I think, I think the, the, what they're being offered in the WRC is too strong. You know, the junior WRC, the WRC2, is too strong. Why would you go and spend money in the ERC to do rallies that will never be, them, be in, in the WRC, WRC mm. when perhaps only for a, a few extra quid, you can do yeah, well, we, we the right talked rallies to a, in front of the right we people? We talked to a few people about this ex exact 
uh, question. And the answer is that, you know, there is a good promo- promotional package around the ERC. You know, they, they, they have a wonderful platform, don't they, to, to produce good television. I and think they it's do. television. I think it's it, television. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I but, wouldn't you know, necessarily a, a, say a good promotional as, package, but you can't argue with the television. It's a okay. good television I, No, absolutely. You're, you're dead right there. But as a young driver, you have to make that choice. You know, Chris Ingram. ERC champion last year where is he you know he's disappeared he is nowhere on the WRC we talk to the team managers all the time never have I heard Andrea Adamo talk about Chris Ingram why is that never once you know how how is that and as a young driver you make that choice you either try to get your name up in lights on television which is great for your sponsors it brings a heap of cash in potentially or you do the hard yards in, in WRC where it is harder because you know the competition is arguably greater, um, and it's it's perhaps harder to get the same profile because there isn't quite the same promotion of JWRC of WRC two and three. You do you do, and it does beg the question, you know, if the was and I said decent, promotion again, then that was wrong. There isn't the same television coverage because there is great promotion. There is good WRC. promotion. WRC. Yeah. It, is, it is and television coverage. You know, I, I've worked in marketing. I've got a moderate understanding of how marketing works. Television coverage is very old school, but there are still some very old school uh, marketing directors, chief executive yeah. officers who are signing off budgets and really mm. what they're interested in is television coverage. And that's why the ERC, I think, is maintaining a certain level. It does offer massive television exposure in terms mm. of the hours. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what the audience is. But the question that I think all of this raises is if we had decent TV coverage for the Junior World Rally Championship, the WRC2 Championship, you know, you would blow everything else out of the water. Mm. Every youngster that had half a budget would, would be, heading, be heading towards the WRC. And the other question I think that has to be uh, perhaps investigated is, or certainly considered, not investigated, certainly considered is, you know, in this post-COVID environment that we're all Are we post-COVID? No, we mid-COVID, mid COVID, mid now. We're nowhere near post COVID yet, but in the post COVID environment that we're going to emerge into, uh, you know, is, is the room, is there really room mm. for two major championships? Well, ERC is not a major championship, is it? It is kind of, it kind of presents. Itself. Well, yeah, it does. You know, European champion means a lot, yeah. doesn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it, it is a. Why have you moved your chair? Huh? Why have you moved your chair to face me? It's just a bit more comfortable. Yeah, okay. Oh, but just to let you know where we are, folks, we are, we're in David's room. It's a nice yeah. room. It's a nice it's, room. But in, in the hotel. Oh, in the hotel, of course. <laughs> Not in my bedroom. And we're, we are, we're in Milan, and we're going home tomorrow. Yeah, We've we been here for... So, so, so let's, let's, just, let's just finish up. Rome. We've, we've kind of done Rome. It was great. You know, Highlights the t- of Rome Talking Freud. points. Yeah. Breen on MRFs. Great, great day Quick, for Breen. Cricket and Michelin. Yeah. Uh, you know, superb effort by um, MRF. Obviously, Solberg. Uh Brilliant strong drive, super strong drive. First time on asphalt, despite what these people are saying uh, about Monte Carlo being a tarmac rally, <laughs> it is and it isn't. Um, and Pierre Louis Lube, mm. superb in a world rally car on his debut, and even stronger in Alba, according to Mr. Adamo. Well, you know what, uh, Pierre Louis Lube, absolutely one of the stars, I think, of the past 12 days or so. Mm. Uh, you know, was that uh, a star of the last 12 days? You had your moments, David. Did I? Yeah, yeah, no, you yeah, had your moments. Yeah, oh, yeah we had a particularly good rendition of "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life." Yeah, that no, no, no. The best one possibly. was definitely "Band Aid." Oh, that was the highlight. Yes. That was definitely the highlight. Yeah, always good to have a Christmas song in the middle of summer. Absolutely. And it, puts anyone and it has been very, very, very oh. hot. Dear 
Good. What a relief we've had today. Today it's uh, been raining. It's been cool. It's been lovely. So we moved from Rome. Just you've got one chance. One chance to get this right. What was the name of the place we stayed in? Fugi. Fiuji. 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 It was a lovely place. I liked. It was a lovely place. Lovely place. A lovely hotel. Lovely people. That that's, little that's... wire's just come out. Is that important? Oh, no, no, no. That wire's not. No, it's never in. Moving on. So we left Fuji. Don't laugh at your own jokes. <laughs> we left Fuji, which it was just on the south east corner yes, of, of Rome. Rome. Yeah. And we had a long corner, it was southeast of Rome. Yeah, but long I, yeah, it was a long way out, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and we headed north. We did. To Siena. We did. We did, which was amazing. And the reason we went to Siena was because in the Piazza del Campo, there was it was exactly where they parked Group B cars. Essentially, it was a bit of a Group B, group B trip, wasn't it? It was, it was. a well, pilgrimage it was, it was a to where... Group B, uh, if you like, it was a nostalgic... Odyssey. Well, Odyssey, through, yeah. through the Group B and, and San Remo days, wasn't it? Yes. San Remo rally days. So yeah. we, we went to, as you say, Siena, because it was a regroup for the San Remo rally. Yeah. We then went to San Gimignano, which was also... Uh, yeah. A regroup for the San Remo rally, the gravel stages of the San Remo rally. Mm. But then I, I think one of the highlights for me was then driving that stage, which yeah, the name escapes me. But, yeah. you know, there's debate as to just how much gravel there is left in Tuscany. It appears mm. there's quite a lot. We managed to drive yeah. more or less all of that stage. Yeah. And you could see, you could see why. But, it, uh, you know, it that so certainly it sparked a debate that has actually mm. run through this week. And we've spoken to now, you know, to Fabrizio Pons and to lots and lots well, of people. What was the debate? What was your, the, what was your well, assertion? Well, my feeling was, no, having spoken to a lot of people. It was more than a feeling. Yeah. It was. A strong right. assertion. Yeah. <laughs> but I had been told that it was not possible for San Remo Rally, WRC Round, to come back to Tuscany and San Remo because there's not enough gravel. For that reason of, you know, all of these farmhouses have now been... Uh, converted into places for rich people from all over Europe to go, and so and and these people don't want rally cars ripping by their front door. On top it's, of that, there's the greens. There's the so greens. There's, there's, there's I thought we weren't going to mention those. Issue. We weren't going to mention them. Well, we have to mention them because okay. Adam will mention them. Yeah, there is there is a uh, there is a significant green issue lobby in in Tuscany. So we I said that I might have mentioned that. It wouldn't be happening again, and it sparked a little bit of controversy, uh, and some people disagreed. They're entitled to. Obviously, they're wrong as well. <clears throat> but actually, they might be right. Uh, and it would turn out that, having spoken to the lovely Gianluca... What was his surname again? Nataloni. Nah, Gianluca Nataloni. Lovely fella. The most poshest-sounding Italian. Unbelievable. I, I question whether he's Italian. Italian. I, well, he certainly has a Too style posh. of an Italian. Oh, he's got a but he has the accent yeah. of the home county. He's, he's unmistakably he? Italian, mm. but then he's questionably Italian at the same time. How yeah, can you yeah. have the two? That, is that what they call a juxtaposition? It is, but yeah, or a contradiction. Is it? I don't know. No, but he had a he had a he had a man, he had a sort of Italian man bag thing going on, he? which you've you've sported one of those oh, all week. I, I rock with the odd man bag occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So there was that debate that kind of went on a bit, and then from. Where were we? San Gimignano, we then decided we were going to go. Are just finishing the debate there? Yeah. I was not a lot. I was kind of tired of talking about all of that. I, personally, I really, really enjoy Alguero, Sardinia. But, oh my goodness, wouldn't it be awesome if it came back to Siena and and around there, you know, Milan, Turin. This, for me, this is, we are in the heart, 
absolute heartland of Italian rallying here. Well, this, this is something I found a bit sad about our trip. A bit, really, and mm. genuinely a bit sad. Uh, there were two elements I found very, very sad. One was that, you know, this was absolutely the heartland of Italian rallying. And there's such passion and there was mm. such innovation and there was such beauty came out of this area, particularly the Torino, Turin area. Mm. Um, and there's now practically nothing. Practically mm. nothing. Apart from the passion. The passion is still it's there. It's still here. Absolutely. You know, the other thing is we went to the, the, the old Fiat building and remind me of the name of that again. Lingotto. 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 Yeah, but we've skipped ahead. No, no, but I'm, I'm including the two in this one point I want to make. Uh, I thought we were going to do it in kind of order of our trip. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, so, so, so far, I'm, I'm just going to say then that I'm upset and I found it, not upsetting, but I found it, uh, uh, yeah. no, what was the word I was using earlier? The good word for it. It was not upsetting, but it's 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 just a little bit sad. Sad. It's just sad. <laughs> not a hard word to remember, is not it? Not a hard word to remember, really. It's sad. Sad that you know, once yeah. great rally nation mm. now is struggling. Yeah, and and genuinely was, but we'll get to that. We departed San Gimignano. Yeah, we did, and we headed. We were Rainbow. going to go, which is a shame, wasn't it? Because we did that extra stage on the morning, but then we were going to go to Imola. And we were going to go I to Maranello. I always question this itinerary. Ah, yeah, but Honestly, I, think you, I think you were planning on a helicopter. I yeah. genuinely think you were planning on a helicopter. <laughs> I was. Planned the itinerary. In the end, we skipped those. And we yeah. decided to head straight to San Remo. We did. So we drove all... Essentially, we drove the road section all the way back, right around the coast. Through, um, through Genoa. Genoa we went through. Yeah, through there. Had some interesting moments with mopeds. Oh. Um, and... Into San Remo, straight to the Royal Hotel, uh, which is an absolute part of. You're going to tell us the story again. You've told it 14 times already. This <laughs> no, week. I'm not going to tell it. One of the first times you went no. to the Royal Hotel. What no, happened? No, no. What no. happened round the back? No, I'm not telling. What happened round the back of the Royal Hotel? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Oh come on, no. you're going to tell us the story. No. no, when you were a young pup. I'm not going to tell. Reporter, no, whatever they call if them. the readers want, if the readers, if the listeners want to know, they can. Say, how how would they get uh, in listen, touch? It was a story involving uh, Carlos Sainz and the wonderful David, David Williams. Williams. Yeah, well, and, and a very starstruck young David Evans. Yeah, so anyway, that's what it's so that's, so we essentially went, that was it. Yeah, and we stayed at the Lolly Hotel next door. Yeah, that was oh god, saying that was a bit of a dump. No, it wasn't. I think you, I had I had really okay. It was a tight room, but it was quite <laughs> nice, and the bathroom was brand new. I, you know, mine was is, grim. When your credit card Deeply comes grim. out, you've always got the right to ask for the best room. Well, it, you oh, didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. didn't. I got in there first. I didn't, but I definitely had the best room in San Gimignano. San Gimignano, you did. Looking out straight over the countryside. But yeah, no, Lolly, whatever. It wasn't much of a palace. It was a a bit of a dump. Um, But no, we can't. I know. If you're listening, Lolly Palace people, tidy it up, please. (laughs) Breakfast room was nice. But the breakfast was grim, wasn't it? I mean, dear Lord. That orange juice should not be that colour. That's not normal. I've never seen an orange that colour. What could it was fluorescent? If you turned the oh, lights yeah, out, it would have yeah, glowed yeah. in the dark. Uh, so their option. It was. So we, but actually, we've we've gone too far. You've taken again. us to breakfast the night before. Where yes. did we go? We went up to uh, San Romolo. But how did we get there? We went up the Calderoni stage. Yeah, what Just, a stage that was. Now uh, I, uh, we do go on a bit about great bits of road and blah blah blah. That was an amazing piece of road. I can't remember the last time I drove it, but it's overgrown, it's bumpy, it's clearly two-way. We had a fairly significant moment when we thought it was one-way. Turns mm-hmm. out it's two-way. Um, <laughs> yeah, you assertion again. I like that word this evening. And this has to be a one-way road call. This is the one I'm sure it can. 
Can't possibly be hard to that And that woman clearly was not expecting us to come around that corner. Um, it's quite funny when you got overtaken by the woman in the Fiat Uno. She was on a then, mission. And absolutely mullered you up the uh, hill. You couldn't give up with it. Well, I couldn't. Despite uh, the fabulous Hyundai Tucson, Tucson supplied by Hyundai. Not an N. Thank you very much. Yeah, it wasn't an N. We were sort of promised an higher. And I two some N, but we, the N fell off, and it was. But it was very good. It got yeah. us around twelve days of uh, of, of travel. Um, and San Romolo. Yeah, we got there up up the Calderodi. Restaurante da Lava. What, what was the Calderodi? Probably was the most infamous. It was probably burnt. I don't know, but certainly in recent years it was Burns, wasn't it? When he in the Subaru when he crashed, crashed one kilometer in. In. Basically. That couldn't have been called a roadie, though. It was called a roadie, wasn't it? It couldn't, because if he crashed one kilometre in, he would have ended up on the motorway. Well, sometimes it started just a bit above the motorway. It's not always started I don't think below no, the I don't think it was called a roadie. Cause we, you said it was the first No, I don't think it was, because it was a much more wide-open junction that they oh, just outbreak right. themselves, slid wide. It was in that area right. of right. San Romolo. Robert, are you, are you listening to this, Robert Reed? If you are, pick up the phone and tell us. Please yeah. keep us right. Is that, um, Is that a phone? You're being too noisy. Shh. Might be. It's quite late. It's, quite it's now late. half past ten. We're probably at the rally. It's early for us, though, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's been long days. Long days. So, Ristorante de Lava. Fantastic. Davide. Davide. Davide de Lava. Three times Italian motorbike thing. Yeah, what is it they call it, though? Enduro. Enduro champion. Yeah. Really nice guy. Really lovely yeah. guy. Also, and just, you know, the most amazing collection. We probably do have to skip it along a bit now. Uh, Pictures of just about every rally star in the history edit? of time. Skip it along a bit now. Yeah. Just tell him. <laughs> I'm quite tired now. <laughs> it's, you do sap a lot of energy from people. <laughs> Spending <laughs> twelve right. days with you has been right. quite tedious at times. Um, <laughs> so, I, I honestly, I'd give you great food. Great food. You remember the food in that place? Really good food. Fabulous really food. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, if you are in the San Remo, or even Nice, it's not that far not from that Nice, far. Is it's, it? it's a great trip up there. And, and you know, David, if he's there, he'll give you a little walk around. Yeah. I mean, the memorabilia that's in there, the photos, the signed photos. Yeah. Um, Literally, everybody like has been in there. Everyone, everyone, every world champion has been there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's genuinely one of the absolute highlights. Uh, and next day, not we... got to Rally Alba yet. Where did we go after that? Came up, oh... We came up to Torino, no? We did. We did. I don't remember much of that journey. I don't remember that at all. I must have been typing when I wasn't driving, obviously. Yeah. We what discovered something. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we went, discovered we went, something. We you, you're now consigned to the back seat to type. Why are you consigned yeah. to the back seat to type? I can't remember. Because I was in fear of you cutting yourself in half oh, and yeah. the airbag went off. That's right, yeah. This is, listen, if you're okay. listening, folks, this is actually something really quite serious. You shouldn't have anything on, on your, your lap. lap. In no. the front of the car, and David no. had his laptop open, and I had images of us maybe having a little crash, and the airbag exploding into the laptop and forcing the laptop straight through him and cutting him in half. Yeah. Explain that in a bad way. That, well, I mean, inevitably in a bad way. <laughs> uh, so way. we we went we went straight to that lovely restaurant. It was like I've got no idea what the name of the place was. I can't remember even the restaurant. I, no, it was nice. It was where we met Nicoletta. From Hyundai. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, and yes. the Macaluso ladies. The who Macaluso were, Foundation. Yeah. I mean, that was a great lunch. And then, just... Um, how much do we talk about this, though? 
Massive the Gino Macaluso Foundation. Yeah. Maybe not. Let's save that for yeah. another podcast. Well, have a look, look, look it up, folks. If you if you want to know a little bit. No, more. don't look it up. Go on to. There's not a story on Dirtfish yet. Yeah. Yeah. There? No, 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 oh, there's one coming. Don't look it up. Wait for our story, which will be with you shortly, and then wait for Colin's unbelievable video. Have you done the video? I thought yeah, he, done. he did yeah. a video. Has with, that gone with, out? With Massimo Macaluso. Massimo Macaluso. What a lovely fellow he was. What a and fantastic fellow. And, and stole on his holidays now, hasn't he? Collection. On his holidays driving around Italy. In his Stelvio. Stelvio. Yeah. Some car collection. So He might get back if he's lucky in the Stelvio. <sighs> I'm a huge Alpha fan. <laughs> but, you know, he might if he's lucky get back. He, um, so, yeah, David, we're going through this chronologically now. Um, so, let's go on to the rally. Supergra. No, Supergra. Let's move on. So first, what are we talking about now? So we went for supper with Mr. Adamo. Again, a really nice invitation. And, yeah. and we, were, we were very fortunate because that was very much the team, wasn't it? Yeah. Because Oit was there. And what wonderful form Oit was. He was so relaxed. He was. He was you on know, very good form. Adamo was more relaxed than Do anyone. Do I remember talking about Teletubbies with Oit? We talked about Teletubbies. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was. I, th- I think I'm not sure who was more alarmed at that conversation, but he got it and he enjoyed it. He and did. It was a great night, but he it was. Did. Yeah, we were. I think you know we almost have to say this. This podcast, these videos, everything has been brought to you in association with Andrea Adama. This trip was Andrea's idea, um, and we have to say, joking aside, massive thanks. You know, he provided us with a car to drive around in. And he gave us these opportunities. Uh, he introduced and he, us to some quite remarkable people. Astonishing people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we forgot. Oh, no, we didn't get to that bit. Sergio Limone. We're not the, there yet. That's not tomorrow. There yet. That's tomorrow. <laughs> no, genuinely, Andrea, if you are listening, and everybody at Hyundai, Nikki, Thomas, thank you so much. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. The supper was fabulous. Didn't really enjoy the walk up the hill. Afterwards, to go and see the view from the well, top I of the. I think Adamo said it was two hundred meters. It was probably more like five or six hundred. Yeah, it was bloody miles. It was, a it was big, steep, steep old. hill, wasn't it? And it was. And it, was it was midnight, and it was thirty hot. degrees. Still. It was just. Ugh, it was. It was vile. It was humid. It was horrible, horrible wasn't it? <laughs> Most difficult moment of the entire trip. Do you remember what happened when we got to the restaurant? What did I have to do in front of? The entire Hyundai Take team. Take your jacket off. No, you had, to, rever- bits. had, to, sorry, had to reverse the car up onto that curb. <laughs> Dude. Very challenging bit of driving in front of Tanak and Sordo and all yeah, exactly. watching. Yeah, they were all there. Um, but no, brilliant. And next day was into... Breakfast with... Was it breakfast at Tiffany's? No, it was breakfast at Adamo's. Yeah, that was great. There's a video was. coming out. When will that Another come video out? Another video coming out. I Probably before the podcast. Or maybe Probably. around about the same time as the podcast. Yeah. So, that was yeah, great. Yeah. And just an amazing place that, yeah. you know, this guy is, he eats, sleeps and drinks rallying. And his, know, his home I thought reflects I knew him pretty that. well, David, but, you know, we, we did, it wasn't just breakfast at, you know, the team hotel. With we didn't actually one. get breakfast. No, we, but that was actually. We were undersold on that one. Yeah, we were, but we, we got coffee. Um, but it was at his apartment in, in Torino. Uh, and, you know, the, the apartment told you all you need to know mm. about the guy. He absolutely lives for rallying mm. you know the, it was 100%. full of as you say manuals and annuals and magazines and books mm. um and, and then you know it was just nice to to see the inner sanctum of his apartment which is his little workshop he's got there oh, yeah you so, know and it's everyone needs something to just take them away from the strains the stresses what's yours Carl? The pressures what's mine what do you do how do you take coffee. yourself a, a is coffee, it? i do it is but i i don't have a stressful life I, and I and I mm. deliberately, as you know, David, I deliberately engineer my life to be like that because uh, you know you never know what's around the corner. And I'm true. not I'm not driven by 
uh, having to be the very best at everything and earn clearly lots and lots of money and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, but I my my escape's coffee. Genuinely, it's mm. coffee shops, and I like to take myself to the coffee shop. So a great coffee shop this morning, didn't we? Well, didn't we? Just that was a fabulous we, we, we coffee kind of shop. Fell into that one via TripAdvisor. Brilliant. Um, but yes, being shown into to, into this this workshop, and he builds model cars, mm. and it's it's the detail in these cars is phenomenal. Yeah. But as he said to us, you know. Uh, he can switch off for a couple of hours. But, you know, it's not... We've all had a go at building model aeroplanes, model cars. He doesn't just build them. He then he then evolves that model. Mm-hmm. You know, he was saying that there were some um, cable ties mm-hmm. that weren't in the original kit, and he knew that there were cable ties and things on this bit of... And he, was, he makes them. He yeah. makes those individual yeah. parts. And the, the McLaren that he's working on now... Uh, it's he wanted the the next essentially the next evolution or some upgrades that were applied to that car. So he's making, he's designing and making those himself. Yeah, yeah. The man's just incredible, yeah, yeah. incredible. So and then we went to a press conference in the centre of Turin for the Piemont region, uh, which was sponsoring Danny Sordo's car, which was great, but just hot again, hot, hot. And it hot. was it was you know thirty seven, thirty eight degrees in the centre of a city. Mm. It was the humidity. Yeah. And it was it was actually a little bit of a concern for the rally, you mm. know, in terms of not so much the performance of the cars, you know, because if the cars keep moving, they'll be fine. Uh, but in terms of the, you know, the physical pressures on the drivers. Mm. You know, he, yeah, and we spoke to Thierry today and he said yeah. it was, you know, it was hard work hard, yesterday. Hard work. It really was. But it was. did cool down a touch. It cooled down a touch for Sunday. And it's cooled down even more today. Today's Monday. Yeah, but everything's relative. You know, at times it was still yeah. piping yesterday. But... Um, Thursday night. What did we do Thursday night? Like, come on, we've got to get on to Sunday because the rally happened on Sunday. Okay, right. Well, let's just skip. Thursday night was another. Thursday night. Oh, it was another dinner. The Piemont dinner. We've eaten lots. We have eaten It's always been, and it's partly your fault. It's always been three courses. Mm, it has. Oh, every night it's been three courses. Friday. What did we do on Friday? Uh, oh, we dro- we went we we went to the rally. We went to Alba. Oh yeah, we did. That's right. Was that not? That was Thursday evening. Yeah, we were there. What did yeah. we do on Friday? Oh no, I can't remember. Ah, we went. Ah, we were already talking about it. We went back into we Torino, did. into Torino, to Lingotto. Lingotto. And again, that was the, my second thing I've been sad about mm. because you have this. What was the first thing? First thing was the fact that that. You know, oh yeah, industry. The, the industry's gone. Yeah, but it's just uh, not interlinked with that. It is interlinked with it, but Lingotto itself is a beautiful. You'd almost call it an Art Deco factory. What year was it opened? It was opened in 1932. 1923. <laughs> I got the threes and the twos around. I'm dyslexic. You haven't got me because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I'm not dyslexic. And I'm sorry to make fun of And I'm not making fun of anyone. I know it's a terrible thing. To it's not dyslexia, that. It's something when you're numbers. It's, it's, it's not It's not dyslexia. You're it's right. It's number, number num- blindness uh, or something. Something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So we went to the Lingotto building, which, which I was. Fa- I did a little bit of research before we went and was quite fascinated to read about the design and the designer who who actually designed it was a very young lad with some really forward thinking ideas in terms mm. of production, in terms of efficiency of production, in terms of just in time production, almost mm. Japanese before the Japanese started producing anything. And he designed this incredible building where the raw materials went in on the, the bottom floor and the finished car came out on the top floor, five mm. floors floors up, and it just went around around the building and up around mm. and up around and up around. And up, and, and it was slowly floor, being built, built, slowly built, being built, built. And on the fifth floor, you have your finished car and you want to test it. So how do we test it? Do we bring it out of the factory? No, because... That's inefficient. 
Well, it's, it's inefficient. And what we want leaving the factory is the tested product. Mm. So on the very top of the fifth floor, we build a test track. Yeah. You have that iconic test track mm. there. That featured it's, in it's, it's, it the Italian It is the job. most beautiful building just to look at. If you didn't know the history of it, you would still stand back and go, that's a beautiful building. And it, and, but and it was sad, David. It was sad. We went through car parks that were empty. We went through uh, tunnels that were empty. And this isn't a coronavirus thing. No, it's not a coronavirus thing. It's you know, a run It's a shopping centre on, on the ground floor, which is, well, it's seen better days, that's for yeah. sure. There were a lot of boarded-up buildings. There were offices that looked as if they were empty. Um, it was we, tired. It was tired. It was tired. Like the us. outside still looked magnificent. The inside was tired. But what I found most distressing was, was I, the fact that the roof was shut and we couldn't get it The roof there. was shut. What I found even more distressing than that was that there was not, that I could see, you did eventually point one out to me. There was not a single reference to Fiat mm. that we could but it, find. But then we have discovered there was a separate building that's next to the actual Lingotto factory that is still the Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, not headquarters, but it doesn't it's say a, anything. There's one, there's one sign yeah, that's built didn't, in... <sighs> When I left you and you had a McFlurry in the shopping centre and I said, I'm going to go and have a walk right around in, Bounty probably McFlurry. by then it was about 48 degrees yeah. and I walked right around the front and there were some flags. I showed you a picture Fiat. of the flags. Yes. Right. Flags. Flags. And a, and a Fiat sign. But no, you didn't bother. You, you no, stuck to your McFlurry. it wasn't a Fiat sign. It was a Fiat. It was, it was when the building was built in 1923. Uh, it was, it was in Boston. Um, yeah, but there was the you know to, to the casual eye, there was nothing to say. But did I mention at the time I went now with Marco Alain? Did I? Well, I'll tell that story again. No, no, I won't. Is that on no, the I, website yet? No, I think it is. I think yeah, I might. That is on the website. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that a, was that was kind of our day off, wasn't it? It was our one day that we had a little bit. But more it's time. fair to say the reason that we kind of got interested in Legato was obviously wow. it's 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 part of automobile history, but also Fiat used to take their one two four the rally cars there and they would shake them down a bit and test them on, on the rooftop. Yeah. Uh, and that's where, you know, Alain had these great memories of going up there and doing that. And, and why we, so it was very sad that we couldn't get up there renovating the restaurant on the top floor. And they clearly thought we were going to chuck ourselves off the top. So they weren't willing to let us go up there. Well, I think it, what might have, you might have chucked me off. Rather Definitely. Than us ourselves. Yeah. Off. You might have chucked me off. No, by the, there, were, there have been some low points at times, haven't they? You've, you've, Largely well, you, only you, been you, singing. You chucked a paddy today when, when I was I? writing the wrong sort of article oh, for God. it. It was a yeah. really good article. It was not. No, let's move on. <laughs> um, and Saturday <laughs> shakedown for Rally di Alba. Mm -mm. In the vineyards that reminded me an awful lot of. What? Rally Germany. Did I go to shakedown? No, you didn't. You were, you were again writing stuff. So I went with Heike, our wonderful cameraman, to, to, to film. We both filmed. It was really good. But it did look, uh, it really, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, we have to say, the Pied de Mont region, is that how you say it? Mm. The region is absolutely stunning. And it's ancient. Not it's as nice as Tuscany. Sorry. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm Wrong. not sure I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I, I liked it. It was beautiful. It was full of vineyards, very high up, some beautiful ancient mountain villages and towns uh, you know, the architecture was just utterly stunning the charm of the area just mm. oozed charm uh, and I loved it and, and as I say Shakedown was through a stage that did look it looked like almost Shakedown for uh, rather that Germany at times yeah. that we used to have it in the, the vineyards there yeah. and it was it was great um, you know uh, a lot of people should we be concerned about that or not 
We're going back to our original conversation. Let's not go back to that original yeah. conversation. Yeah, there were there were a lot of people, and mm. now, you know they were blah blah. Five blah. things we learned about shakedown is I learned one thing about shakedown. shakedown. Yeah, remember I wrote a piece. Five things I learned oh, about yeah, shakedown, yeah, the, and yeah. then learned the biggest thing: never make assumptions. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> you were taken to task by, by Mr. Adamo. Yeah, he's quite right. Everything. Yeah. You yeah. assumed no. You, I mean, it, I was surprised. It was a pretty ridiculous assumption. You. This is one thing that sometimes, Colin, you miss, is the ability to put things in context. You saw Oik Tanak out there doing run, 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 all the time in, in eight, Shakedown. Eight, eight runs. runs. Eight runs. And you thought, ooh, we can't get comfortable in the car. Well, uh, no, 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 no. That is not, I, I put together three or four different elements. So one was the number of runs. Two was his fastest time. Three was his demeanour. So there were three things I put together. Three things. Yeah, but... How long demeanor. have we known Oit? And you know that when Shakedown starts, he gets his rally but head we on. We interviewed him and he wasn't very happy. He didn't and look no, comfortable. So what I said was that he still, the one thing that we'd learned, one of the five, was that he still wasn't comfortable in the I-20. I still kind of think maybe he wasn't entirely comfortable. Yeah, but he wasn't comfortable because he'd never driven so, on tarmac so before. Yeah, well, so, so by saying he's not comfortable was actually correct. No, you were saying well, no, he was finding was comfort and he found comfort. So, from shakedown, probably still wasn't comfortable and needed the 100 kilometres of the rally to find comfort, as you're saying. He did, and then he, he got so, to the rally, so, and then so we I was, did. I was only 50% wrong. Yeah, all right, fair enough. But, but Mr. Dambo said it was wrong, so if he said it was wrong... You were completely wide of the mark. The, the rally itself was great. Three loops of three stages, um, and it ran... Like clockwork. You have to take your hat off again to the organizer. Uh, huge number of cars. I, I was I looked at it and thought hundred and sixty cars, hundred and sixty entries. I mean that's ridiculous. Three isn't stages it? looped. So you know, a shortish loop, thirty four Ks in the loop. Yeah, came um, back to Albert and forty five back the service. same road. And and it was yeah. just all day long. A yeah. constant stream of cars it either was. going out to stages or coming back to stages. Oh, yeah. But you know uh, I, I don't know. I didn't didn't look beyond the top fifteen or twenty. I don't know if there were any incidents within the stages but if there were well it couldn't have been because it, it ran I think the first stage was delayed by uh, two, ten, five, ten minutes I think it was seven or eight minutes they got uh, that back and then it uh, ran to schedule for the rest of the weekend or for yeah. the rest of the day um, and it was great and it was great to see uh, Thierry Neuville where we expected him to see to be uh, Tana did we expect him to be there I mean given that he hadn't competed well, when we talked about the other, you said yeah how did I you know disagreeing with yourself I don't know well, yeah, you said, you he, said. But he hadn't competed since Mexico. And he hadn't really, I mean, he'd but done he's, that he's, test in Finland. So what was his competition? His competition was, was Tanak, who you've said, still learning the car, rightly so. And you are right, he was still learning the car. His first tarmac rally, because we don't count Monte Carlo as a full tarmac rally. And he didn't even get many kilometres in Monte Carlo. Um, so, you know. And Thierry, you know, by his own admission, from the first metre, he found comfortable comfort in the car, didn't he? didn't struggle he? at all with the car. And what we've seen in the past with that Hyundai is that it sometimes takes a little while to get the setup right on it. And they mm. have this very strange oversteer, understeer problem. And what we've seen with Neville is he can cope with that. What mm. we saw with Mickelson, he absolutely couldn't, couldn't on tarmac. Mm. Uh, Neville has managed to find a way of coping with that. And, and he looked comfortable and he looked happy. That's mm. the main thing. He looked really, really as if he was enjoying himself. And won eight of nine stages. Yeah. And, or and won the other one. What was encouraging for, for, for Tanak is that, you know, they did make changes as the day went on. They, they were and able to do that. By the final loop. And they made progress. He was much mm. closer, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Lube was consistent 
and wasn't a million miles behind. No, and don't forget, I mean, in the second loop of stages, he had a, a spin, mm -hmm. took a, a, a bit of time. And, you know, in those roads, you know, we drove some of them, didn't we? The super narrow. Super unbelievably narrow. And, and, and in other places, super fast, still super narrow. Yeah. You know, but um, for me, the, the Lube was, was uh, for me, a little bit of a revelation over the past 12 days. Because I, mm. you know, we've seen him around for a few years now. And he's come through the ranks. Um, and he's WLC well, and he two won, champion he, he last year. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But, but not, he never stood out. He never he ne stood out. He's never set the timesheets no, on fire. No, he's, you've never. He's never been the Keller of pair of his no, time, has but he? But my goodness me, you know, we brilliant. have seen. We have seen the, the history of junior drivers or younger drivers progressing into world rally cars since 2017. Has mm. been very checkered. One or two Rovenpair mm -hmm. one has managed to absolutely nail it. Other young drivers have failed woefully. Uh, Lube looks really quite comfortable. And I think the most encouraging thing from Lube was that he impressed the boss. Mm. Adamo spoke effusively about him. about him. Yesterday he did. One thing I would I'd just throw in there is that, you know, don't forget where Lube's from. And this, you uh, know, yeah, these, similar roads. These, similar exactly, roads. similar roads. Mm. Uh, so, you know, let's stick him on a bit of gravel somewhere and, and see how I'm sure. You know, his, his pace will be there or thereabouts, yeah. and he's definitely a star for the future. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was what great. What was the other stand-up performance? Breen. 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 Absolutely. Breen. Breen. Every day. Just brilliant in, in Rome and utterly superb. Genuinely, I mean, was apprehensive. You know, he was up against Danny Sordo, Yerry Hutton, and some good R5 drivers here. Good R5 drivers? Hutton was a surprise. Rally 2 drivers. We'll get used to it. I know we have mm. to. I know it's the new world. I know we mm. have to, and I will get used to it at some point. Uh, Hootenham was a surprise for me. Um, but, you know, these are drivers who are all potentially in with a realistic chance of a world rally season. Mm. We don't think Hope is going to be around. We don't think Sordo's going to do a full season. So, so there is an opportunity. A, there's, there's half a seat potential, isn't there? Half yeah. a season and half a season, or there mm. could be. Half a seat for a half, a whole seat no, for half a, a season. a third of a season between three drivers. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows how it might work? Um, but so there, there was, I, I, you know, there was pressure on on the youngsters there, and I suggest maybe pressure on Sordo. Although Sordo clearly isn't no. at the same. He's not at the same point in his career. He doesn't have to. No, do. I got, uh, The only know, pressure on Sordo is that everyone expects him to be the man. Yeah, but equally, what's great about Danny is that he's not bothered. He's not bothered. He said, to, you know, he said to to us on the on the third on the, yeah. the at the end of the first loop. You know, people want to come out here and say they've beaten Danny Sordo. Well, good luck to them. Yeah. You know, I'm, he's it's not going to change he, his life. He's do, not, is it? It's absolutely <laughs> not. And he'd come from a world car yeah. um, six days before, and then he was into an R5 car. It takes time to play yourself back into that. And he did a, he, you know, he Danny did, did a solid, he didn't do a great job. He did a solid job. No, no, did, sorry. Uh, we're talking about Sordo. I know he didn't do a great job. You're right. Hootenon <laughs> right. did a very good job. Hootenon surprised me. A little bit, you know, a fin going that quickly on tarmac was very, very good. Beat some very, very good local drivers. Yeah, he did. But you know, yeah, absolutely he did. And, you know, you can't take that didn't away make from any mistakes. Didn't make you any know, mistakes. And But Breeny, just great. And gets an even bigger mark for his dad buying us some whiskey in the bar last I, night. I, I have to have a wee chat with you about this, David. You were the one that wanted the whiskey. I don't drink. But the <laughs> pressure Sorry. on me this last two weeks. You've drunk a lot. One night, one night, I had a few. Yeah. I have quite enjoyed the odd beer. When Glass beer. of wine, whiskey. No, I'm not drunk much wine. I had a few <gasps> that night out, I did. The f yeah, well, a couple of nights with a 
reasonable chunk of white but wine. But last night, the pressure for me to drink that whiskey was intense. It was. Yeah. And then the pressure to drink the second one <laughs> was even more intense. It was. But it, yeah, I, one thing I think we need to we need to say great stories, but the one genuinely sad thing about yesterday was the news that Brian Patterson had, had passed away. Um, on We found out on Sunday afternoon, massively sad news, and just came from as a bolt from the blue. Brian and Liz have been at the centre of everything in British rallying, you know, for my entire life, as long as I can remember, always looking for the rally news. And just, when I started at MN in 96, they totally took me under their wing when I went to Ireland for the first time. I hadn't got a clue. You know, to me, flying to Ireland was, was a hugely big deal. And they completely looked after me. And Brian, you know, I would trail him around and just, just hang on his shoulder and listen to it. And he was brilliant. And just and somebody, you know, you have these people, don't you, that you think that'll be a good night. And every night with Brian and Liz, it was always a good night. There were so many stories and just a genuine massively hard-working man who will be very much missed and you've got to say to to Davey to Chris to Michael to Jody and Liz and you know the whole family it is it's a massive loss and the emotions yesterday afternoon were were raw when we heard about it well, I think you're absolutely right and, and he was an absolute trailblazer yeah. trailblazer for, 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 for media he, rally media yeah you know, potentially the first stage end reporter, reporter yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think I think what will bring a degree of comfort to as you say to Liz and the boys is the the really outpouring of sentiment today? Yeah. It's been been actually quite uplifting to read some of it, mm. and and it's been you know it's everywhere that you've read any social media full mm. full of people telling stories and, and yeah. paying tributes to Brian and uh, you know uh, yeah as you say a, a bolt from the blue and very very sad. Mm. Uh, it was it absolutely was, and so yeah, uh, and then we arrived at today and a. Ride with Mr. Neville. It was a kind of, it was supposed to be a kind of quiet day where we were going to take it easy, wasn't it? Mm, it no. It turned out to be that way. When I, was... I have to say, I have to tell you something. I'm going to admit to breaking the law right now. Mm. For this road that we were on, mm. for this, this test with, with Thierry, not a test, uh, a drive day with Thierry, not a typical road round here. Very, very narrow. Mm. I think it was a farm road effectively, wasn't mm. it? Very bumpy. I'd, I'd it was what it went up to the vineyards, didn't it? Up so it was essentially for but, harvest. But really, in most places, barely wider than the car. Mm. Uh, so very, very narrow. And, and quite an ascent up to the top, mm. turn around two and a half case, come back down again. Uh, it was wet. Mm. When I did my run, it was mm. slippery. In the final straight, and there was one straight, big jump, and just and he just, just took sixth gear, mm. just over 160 kilometres an hour. Mm. On a road that's on a road that that's as wide as a wide. car, you yeah. with a, a wall on one side, a cliff on one side, uh, trees on the other side. When we're coming to because we're at uh, where are we? Somewhere still in Italy, Milan Airport, sitting on the motorway, and I don't normally like to drive too fast. Mm. But oh, that's really quite fast. That's really mm. quite fast. And we have to throw look down 160 kilometers an hour on a three-lane motorway. On a three-lane motorway, else. and I knew I was going really fast. Yeah, whereas two hours earlier. I'd been doing that I, speed. I, I've got to say, you it, know, is, it is incredible. We've, we've both been lucky enough to sit in a lot of cars with a lot of very, very good drivers, but it's been probably a year or so since I was in anything re- remotely as quick as that, but that raised the level today. It's, I haven't done a tarmac test for probably a bit longer, but it was astonishing. Well, first time I've been Just in a new generation world rally car, and, and the nimbleness of the car was phenomenal. The way it cornered was just incredible. And you know what? 
you know what I noticed? And okay, Jerry had maybe heard the stories about me and was being a little bit gentle. Mm. But any time I've been in a rally car before, it's been utterly brutal. But I was thought this, that was brutal today. It, it was seemed, brutal on the brakes. It seemed more and, progressive. But, no, but I think the difference was you were in the wet. Right. And it had to be more progressive. Right. Whereas yeah. when I was in it, it was not dry, but there were sections where it was a little bit drier. And you could lean on the tyre a bit more. Uh, and the, I genuinely thought it was the most brutal car I'd been in. But you know what I found interesting? And, and you know, Thierry is such a lovely guy. And he, and he clearly was... It was quite incredible. He was talking mm. us through the stage. Uh, but he was concentrating. He was driving reasonably hard. But he said, if, I, if that had been in competition that stage, he said, but not have been going an awful lot quicker. Quicker. He said, yeah. he said maybe over the course of two and a half kilometres, two seconds quicker. Mm. Because, he, I and mean, I we should just you. explain there that we were quite late in the day, so he'd run the stage probably 10 yeah. times, and yeah. he knew exactly where yeah. he was going, so he didn't need pace notes, and it was only two and a half K. He knew in where direction. the grip was changing. He knew, yeah. you know, he didn't need a gravel crew because no. he knew. He knew yeah. where the, the gravel He was were. evolving the road, wasn't exactly. he, essentially? But, but it, was an, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience, and... Well, yeah. Last time I was in a World Rally car, that was also a high on die with Hayden Padden in Finland. Okay, Finland. You squealed like a pig, didn't you? No, no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, <laughs> too big to say that. I was genuinely terrified. Genuinely in fairness, that moment terrified. with Brendo. Brendo shook me up a fair bit. Yeah, poor should, Brendo. If you if you want to see why, then. Oh, just on. Google Brendan Reeves, Colin yeah. Clark. Crash. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, that was your fault, that crash. 100%. Why is distra- everything my fault? <laughs> Why is Ask yourself that question. It's been a long 12 days. Ask yourself that it's question. Look yourself in the mirror and say, Why is it my fault? It was. But I think we, yeah, I've got to say now, it is now 11 o'clock. Yeah. How many, how, how long is that? 51 minutes. Seriously? We said we were going to do 15 day. minutes. We've only do half an hour, and we've been through every single day chronologically. It's almost as tiring as the actual trip itself, isn't it? The trip itself was, the trip itself was exhilarating. It was. It was energising. Was it? It Exciting. was, I've got it was to dynamic. say. It was we, we've taken a while planning this trip, and the, the stuff that we have seen, the people we've met, the people, people. we've we are cars undoubtedly, we've yeah, the cars the we've seen, and just... Mr. Limoni. Oh. Incredible. And just, you know, going around this place, this amazing country. And this, let's take it right back. It is very sad that for years, Northern Italy was at Power the very ep- a powerhouse of the WRC yeah. with Fiat, with Lancia, and all of these Fulvio Bacchelli and. and uh, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the likes of Sandro Monari, Mickey Biazion. And it is, it is sad to see where it's going. It needs to change. Um, but there we are. Is that done? Can we go? I was going to say, can, can we go to, we we go to bed put, now? We were going to put Not, a little podcast in. Can we go to our little, separate beds now? And we are. Um, we were going to put a little, a little piece in. We did quite an interesting little chat with Andrea Damo and Richard Milner yesterday. And, and oh, yeah. two opposing team bosses. Uh, they get on very well. But do you know what? They, they understand what it's about. They understand well. what the WRC is about. And they, they know that it's fiercely competitive. But they also know that they, they have common goals and that they can yep. work together mm-hmm. to achieve those common goals. We will pil- play that little piece. It's about seven or eight minutes. We'll play that next week for you mm. uh, because it was very oh, entertaining. Good. And it is, you know, it's good to see the energy that those two generate when they're, when they're together. And it's, uh, it's good. Shame that we couldn't have Tommy Mackinnon with us. We'd have had the full house of team principals, but there we are. There we are. Yeah. Well, listen, folks. Um, Am I, do you think I'm wrapping this up or do you think Lise will wrap this up for us? Over to you, Lise. Over, Over to you, Lise. Lise. 
Bye bye. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Should we play the music now? Shall I? Sing. Is it, hang on a sec. No, no, no. Oh, is that a phone ringing? Oh, jeez, David. No. Did you jump up from your seat and stretch something? <laughs> no. Jeez. I, uh... That was a bit energetic. For was it? It was for a... Time right. Did you say old? I'm not old. That, uh, right, just bear with us a second. Ooh. That's because I've had it... Uh, again, yeah. Uh, here we go. It's which one? I can't, I've got my lenses in, so I can't really see properly. Uh, I thought the idea with lenses was that they helped you to see. There we go, look. Arrivederci, folks. Arrivederci. We're not going to get done by Rigoletto for using this. No, you're not going to get done by Verdi for doing that, David Evans, but there are very many other copyright infringements. And that's as much as we are going to play. This is what happens when these two are allowed to get up to their own devices. But the power of post-production means that I can just fade them away before they have any more really good ideas. Like, you see, this is it. It's not even Christmas, it's August, and they're playing all this. You have been listening to Spin the Rally Pod, Rome Edition, with senior staff writer for Dirtfish.com, David Evans, and the voice of Rally, Colin Clark. Thank you very much. The whole team will be back together for the next episode, which means George and I will rejoin the dynamic duo. If you want to get in touch, at Dirtfish Rally on Twitter's one really good way. And if you want to subscribe, why not click on the button now on your podcast provider's site?